Hi, and welcome to Digital Detox Secrets. Those three words can change your life. Digital Detox Secrets is a book and now a podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I am the author of the book Digital Detox Secrets out on Amazon, and now the host of this podcast because the struggle is real when it comes to balancing life in the digital world. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, mompreneur, digital native, student, parent, we all know that life in the digital fast lane can be stressful. So welcome to the first episode of actually season two. If you want to go back and listen to any of the episodes during season one, what I actually did was I created all of my interviews that I did to research my book and turned each interview into its own podcast. So it's a little of behind the scenes of the making and writing of Digital Detox Secrets, the book. So for this first episode of season two, my special guest is my sister, Christy Beyer, who I also dedicated the book to. You'll notice that in the dedication of the book. Christy is a mom of three, and she lives in Chicago, where she balances work, life, and momhood while also working in retail by day and owning one of the best Italian restaurants, if I do say so myself, the name of it is La Gondola in Chicago. In this episode, Christy's going to help me walk you through some of the highlights of Digital Detox Secrets chapter by chapter, and also some uh, offer some favorite secrets that we're going to reveal for the first time, some secrets that I didn't even write about in the book, and some of Christy's own secrets on how she balances her work life, whether it comes um, to nutrition, sleeping, or just dealing with stress. So this episode is actually sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency specializing in, in optimizing PR, social media, and SEO. And disclaimer, I happen to be the founder and owner of the buyer group. So we love to work with clients with a health and wellness in mind, and that might be you. So let's go ahead and meet Christy and take a deep dive into our favorite parts of the book. Christy's my sister, and I dedicated this book to her. Um, So I thought it would be very appropriate to have her as my guest to talk about the book and walk everybody through it and kind of give some inside insights on what um, what digital detox secrets is all about and even share some secrets that aren't in the book about different chapters. So, Christy, um, where are you coming from right now? Where are you located? I'm coming from LaGrange Park, Illinois, and um where we grew up, Lisa, the two of us. Oh my God! Really, right. a, a mile from the house where we grew up in. That's so circle. crazy. Yeah. I'm ready to exit out of my circle, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle yeah. and now out of circle. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Digital Detox Secrets is now on Amazon, and I'm like so excited just to um, to just to be able to say that because I felt like I was never going to finish it, and it was like such a huge process. Um, so I just thought, Christy, it would be fun to just kind of like walk through like some of the chapters in the book. But I, I think one of the most exciting things, well, first of all, it's the subtitle is how to create space in your digital life for happiness and productivity. And just a funny story behind that is the original title for the book was supposed to be space, how to create space in your life for opportunity. And I just felt like space was just so vague, um, even though I really everybody really liked that title. I just felt like coming from search marketing, 
public relations world, I'm thinking of people searching on Amazon and they're not going to use the word space to search for a topic. So I just thought digital detox is a really good catchy phrase. Everybody's trying to do a digital detox. And I mean, when we grew up, Christy, there was no such thing as digital. We were like, everything was like, you know, TV was the most digital thing we had, right? And there definitely was no detox either. No, no detox. Opposite. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the foreword of the book is by Dr. Savage, and we've known Dr. Savage for how long? Like 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and I love Dr. Savage too. So for me, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, okay. Like I felt like I was just kind of going down memory lane, like mm -hmm. when I read, started reading the introduction. Exactly. And I mean, when I first started working with Dr. Savage, that was um, before anybody was, was really talking about bioidentical hormone therapy and holistic medicine and um, functional medicine. Everything was just like, whatever your doctor told you, that's what you did. You didn't like second guess your doctor. You couldn't like, nobody really Googled anything. You just like took the prescription and that was it. And he educated me so much on hormones and how you need to be proactive and not wait until you feel sick to take care of yourself. And I think it was just like, just by writing so much and studying so much to, um, to learn about his, his way of, um, of, of practice and, and, and being proactively healthy and what he went through to make himself healthy. Um, just over the years, I, it just became like, I, I just started becoming kind of obsessed with it and really intrigued and seeing how we could, um, take that into our our own lives and especially just with everything digital um what do you what are your thoughts on on dr savage and what what are some of the things that he's helped you with um well first of all like i first went with went to him um i don't even know how many years ago i originally went to him probably 10 years ago when he first started up and um he was a huge inspiration then and going to see him um and can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. I feel like, like for a second, like he faded out, and then like I could see you again. Okay. Um, but I absolutely loved him. He was great. Actually, Andy and I both went. Andy's my husband, and we both went to him probably about ten years ago. And then I um, was actually pretty healthy when I went to go see him. And um, anyway, most recently I went to go see Dr. Savage last summer, and I was like freaking out and panicking actually because. Um, my hair was like falling out and I was like going crazy and like going th through so much stress. So, um, Lisa, you're the one who told me to like give Dr. Savage a call and call him. And, um, actually it was the best thing that I could have ever done because I went in there to go see him and for, he was super reassuring, but also, um, like was able to like take a different look at me and, um, we, he did testing on me and, Anyway, like, um, everything actually turned out to be fine with me. I thought it was going to be like my hormones were going to be off. I thought I was like dying. I thought all my hair was going to fall out. And actually what ended up being it was my cortisol level was like astronomically high. And um, he told me I was like too stressed out and needed to start doing something to control like all those factors in my life. So, Christy, you um, look amazing. I mean, ever since you went to go see him, you looked amazing then, but you were super stressed and going through a really hard time. And like, we were freaking out. We didn't know what was wrong. And I mean, just everything like you just started, you know, you're, you went on the keto diet because of him and intermittent fasting and got your hormones yeah. checked. And yeah. And um, like, I was kind of doing some of those things beforehand, but going to him, he actually like, completely like reassured me like doing keto was like awesome and like 
he supported it and he was a huge believer in it. And then he gave me more information about it. So it kind of like reinforced what I was already had just kind of started. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. The other thing that he talked to me a lot about was like the whole intermittent fasting, which I had was asking him about. And then he was telling me about it. And um, that was actually great also. And like, it's so funny reading this book and like, I'm kind of like, okay, I have my list right in my day timer of like all of the things that I need to like get back to doing. Cause that's one of the things that has totally fallen off my like, uh, on, um, radar. Yeah. Fallen off the radar and I haven't been doing it. And like, I'm like, okay, that's it. So I did not eat anything today until one o'clock. <laughs> I'm back on. That's it. Yeah. I've kind of fell, I fell off the intermittent fasting wagon and now we're leaving on our trip tomorrow. So I might wait until I come back to do it. Well, you, definitely, you definitely need to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so because of Dr. Savage, I get my hormones tested like every four to six months. And, you know, I started doing that probably when I was in my mid thirties and that was like early, like people don't just do that just to do it, but you have to get a benchmark and figure out like where you are in your, you know, so that as you things start changing, you can go back and say, okay, well this, this was not normal for me because I was here last year or whatever. So um, I mean, it's more than just hormones and functional medicine and keto diet. It just, um, Dr. Savage talks a lot in the book also about the state of, um, of our health, thanks to digital and like what digital has done to us, um, causing us stress, anxiety. He sees it in his patients. He sees it, um, in also diet is causing, um, you know, digital is causing us to, to eat differently. And it's also causing us to have like, problems with our, with our, um, you know, just our, the way that we sit and the way that we like sometimes slump over and it's just causing all of these like a ripple effect of things. So I was, he was first on my list to interview not, and I was honored that he actually also wrote the forward because originally I just interviewed him for the book and he, um, he wrote the forward. So that was extra special. Yeah. I loved it. He also gave me great advice about like, on a side note with like, um, how to like totally manage like stress when you're stressing about other people. And that would be like my husband, Andy, like, um, Andy, <laughs> Andy's like, well, I'm <laughs> sure he'll be watching this at another time, but he gave me great advice with that also. And that was basically, um, to stop like in the, like a short version of it. And he just kind of said like, stop trying to control the situation and put my stresses into that situation and start just, just try to do my best to support those situations and start just fully putting the energy into myself and then supporting. And that was actually really hard to do, but um, I, I like, it's a work in progress constantly. It's very so hard. I to love do, him for that. It was great advice. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to do, especially if it's your husband or your wife or somebody, you know, significant other that you just want to help them so much. And you're just so stressed about their, their situation, whether they can help it or not, that it starts to impact you. And like, you can't even like function. And it's like yeah. that saying, like, put the oxygen mask on yourself first to save yourself because you're not going to be any good to anybody else if you don't save yourself. Yeah, but that's like not my style. So it was really good to hear it from like him. Very good. So I just kind of want to walk everybody through the chapters. Um, so there's the book is um, dedicated. The book is split up into three different sections. Lifestyle is the first one, lifestyle, health and wellness. And then the second one is called work style, business and product productivity. And then the third one is called social style, social media, selfies and more is um, the tagline for that. So just to kind of walk through the first section. 
So chapter one is called Reprogramming the Mind, Body, and Spirit. And in this um, chapter, I interviewed Lisa, who is another Lisa that I got my yoga certification with. And um, she lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And she is um, she is a, a, a coach um, and she specializes in coaching on detox um, diet and, and, and integrating yoga and basically just making a huge lifestyle switch. So her story is amazing. I love, like I, I shared her story and then she shared tips. And one of the tips that I do every day because of Lisa, where I try to do it is having hot water in the morning with lemon before you have put anything in your stomach. So before I have coffee, I try to remember to have the hot water and the lemon and it helps so much. Do you have any like morning rituals that you, that you do besides coffee? Uh, it's coffee every morning, but actually when I was reading that, that is something that I was doing before. And like, like I seriously, like as I was reading your book, Lisa, I was like making notes. I'm like, okay, like check. Like one of the things that I really enjoyed about your book also, like from beginning to end was like, it was very, um, very easy reading. And also just kind of, I could kind of go through and actually like make notes in the book and just kind of like, okay, I need to be doing that. But, uh, doing the lemon and the water is like, number one on my list to like try to like get myself to do again. So like that was on mine too. You can almost replace, like if you start doing it, you, it, you almost kind of forget about having coffee kind of like, it's almost gives you that, like that fix. Well, I can like when I'm really focused and when I'm trying really hard to be good, um, that what I can like cut out coffee, I can do the, my matcha green tea, which actually you didn't talk about it all in your book, but like, I like, that's like an awesome like supplement to like replace coffee. And then you can put your scoop of like collagen powder in there too. Um, See, and, that, that's well, a secret yeah. that's not shared in the book. That's only here. You, you're only hearing it here. Definitely See? not in the book, but it's you, good. <laughs> you have to tune into the podcast to hear these. So chapter two goes into digital de-stress and it, it taught, it, I share a story that I actually found on Facebook, but it's like a really cool story. It talks about, you know, holding a glass in one hand and like holding it and holding it and how the glass keeps getting heavier and heavier, even though the glass really isn't heavy. And it's almost like that's the same as stress, like you're carrying stress and it becomes, you know, heavier and heavier and to the point where you reach a breaking point of carrying so much stress and taking on so much stress. So my favorite way to re re relieve stress is I, go, I try just to go to yoga as much as possible. And sometimes that's not always um, it's not always possible. So sometimes I have wine. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, well, definitely like to have vodka. <laughs> um it's not in the book either at least it doesn't talk about that at all but that is definitely one of my wait i think it might be in the bat in the last chapter i might mention uh i definitely mentioned wine i don't know if i mentioned vodka wine for sure is in there but there is no mention of vodka and like vodka is very good actually maybe you didn't mention tito's tito's my my stress reliever but more importantly than vodka is like doing it with friends like i think that right now like women supporting women being friends with each, with each other is like really important because um, like, I think that's actually why I think the rate of men's mortality is lower like than women's because women have all these like great friends and they talk about things with each other and men don't always do that. So that would be something that I would say is like really important is having vodka with like really good friends and like, <laughs> Talking. <laughs> Talking about everything and anything. Should we mention that you have a hashtag named after you at La Gondola? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll mention that at the end of the show. At the end. Later, yeah. 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 That's that's one of our digital detox secrets that I don't know if we're gonna share. 
So chapter three is called Space for Yoga. And this chapter, I talk about my first yoga crush, James Kiger, and he owns a studio called Yoga Did you know that you wrote the book, Lisa? Did you talk to him at all? Yeah, I talked to him. I tried to interview him and he was like very um, introverted about it. And he said, Lisa, whatever you say is going to be awesome. And he just wanted, you know, he just basically like didn't want to do the interview, but it's yeah. okay. That's James. <laughs> um, well, he definitely was your yoga crush for sure. Yeah. He was a, like back in the day, he was everybody's yoga crush for sure. Everybody had, um, everybody was in love with James and um, we didn't go to yoga just because he was so gorgeous. We went to yoga because he really did, does have this like unbelievable talent to just make, you know, just he, his words and everything. Um, just bring peace to the, to the room that you're in. And, and there's not a lot of people, a lot of yoga instructors um, definitely are talented, but he's gifted. And um, so I ended up becoming really good friends with his wife, Kelly, who is one of my best friends. But at first we were all very jealous of Kelly for being married to James. And we were upset to hear that he had a wife or a girlfriend that became his wife, but then she became a good friend of ours. But um, he was the one that inspired me to, to start taking yoga. And actually before James, it was the Cindy Crawford workout video that actually had touches of yoga in it. That is how I got to my first yoga class. But um, through the years, I've just, I did yoga because it was like, I just loved like the athletic difference it made in my body. Like it, it just, I, I saw immediate difference. But then as I look back, I realized that it really got me through like a lot of really hard times. And so now it's both physical and mental mind, body and spirit. And I actually got my, my yoga certification. Just, I felt like I had to get it to, to, as part of the research for this book, but it really was a very um, meaningful spirit, uh, personal development thing for me. So I know you do yoga too, Christy. What do you, what are your thoughts on yoga? Well, I believe I did my first yoga class probably with you. I think we went somewhere in San Francisco. I can't remember where, but it was like a a breathing yoga class. That was Kundalini. It was really, it was, I I was not used to that type of yoga and we both hated it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I still continued on my yoga exploratory journey and I actually love yoga. Um, It's definitely something that, um, makes me feel good. It makes me feel relaxed. It makes me feel kind of like in tune with myself. Um, my, definitely my favorite yoga place. I love going to core power yoga. It's like, first of all, it's close by my house and I, but I do just love it. And not only do I love it, but my kids, um, have also like started, um, you know, they'll go with me as well. Like Ava likes to go because, um, she's an all-star cheerleader, high school cheerleader now. And she likes to go and like, it really like relaxes like her muscles and like, um, does great stretching for her too, but not just Ava, but also Aiden has gone with me and, um, he's really enjoyed it also. So again, like one of these little notes, like, okay, my kids love yoga. Why aren't we doing that more together? So like I had like another check mark over by that and I wrote it down because it's good for everybody. It is. And I go with Don, my husband to yoga on the weekends. And I used to go with Kennedy, my daughter all the time. Audrey goes with us sometimes. Kennedy's kind of gotten out of going. She doesn't really like it as much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Favorite yoga class ever ever was the one that you did for Amanda's wedding. Oh, yeah. This was like, like the most my favorite yoga class we ever did. Lisa, like, um, was the instructor for the class. And she led us through um, the day before Amanda's wedding, um, all of our family was there, all the girls and everybody went and it was for, um, her bachelorette party. 
and Lisa did an amazing job, but it was like so like um, kind of like connecting. Like everybody had a chance to like, even though we were kind of hungover, uh, everybody. <laughs> Mom definitely had, didn't want to be there. No, she did not. No. <laughs> yeah. But it was True. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, was definitely. Was there. Yeah. But that was like my favorite yoga class ever, Lisa, uh, all because Thank of you. Thank you. You did an awesome job. Thanks. It was, it was very touching and emotional to do that. When I like was looking all around at everybody, I was like, these are my whole family's here. So that was really nice. Okay. On to the next chapter is yeah. on um, CBD. And um, I wrote about how CBD can change your life and like literally CBD changed my life like in a day. Um, and I, I actually never even realized that I had anxiety and stress from speaking and different events and it was about a year and a half ago that I met Will Clyden. He's the CEO and founder of Ohio Energetics. And that's, um, I was speaking at an event that he was at and he walked up to me and he was like, oh, you know, with this little dropper. And he's like, try some of this. And I'm like, what is it? And it was CBD oil. And I'd never really, I wasn't, I really didn't know anything about CBD oil at the time. So I was kind of hungover. I had um, altitude, like kind of like sickness going on. And I had to speak in front of all these people that I had never met, super successful people in like two hours. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll try it. And literally like it just transformed me and helped me feel so much better so quickly that it was like weird. I'm like, okay, is this, what is this? Is this a drug? But it's not. Um, so I just wrote a whole chapter just about how CBD can help with anxiety. It helps me with my sleep. I, I use it. Um, I pay attention to my Fitbit and my sleep analytics. So there's so many different health benefits for, for CBD that I just wanted to include it as definitely a digital detox secret and, and, ex, and expose it to people that might not know about it. Yeah. Um, you're actually, at least I think one of the first people who talked to me about that. And since you kind of like introduced me to it and you gave me actually that bottle um, I'm trying to think, I went, I think I was there on like a cheer competition, wasn't I? Where you yeah, yeah. The bottle? Yeah. So, um, I had read about it a little bit about, because I was interested in giving it to my dogs because I heard it helps for seizures, but I didn't know anything about it. So, um, I took that blue bottle with me and I, um, funny, uh, one of my friends, Debbie, we were at the cheer competition and Debbie kind of sometimes has like an edge to her and she can kind of like, can't be stressed out, but Anyway, she was like having like a moment and I gave it to her and I was like, here, you have to try it. Like my sister just gave it to me. I haven't even tried it yet. And she seriously, within like, like just a couple of minutes was like, no, what did you just give me? Because <laughs> I completely feel differently. I feel like I'm not going to punch somebody in the face right now. And um, like she saw like an instant result, but also like with my dogs, I have King Charles Cavaliers and um, one of them has seizures and it's really actually helped. Um, take kind of like the edge off of some of those seizures. But what I find very frustrating about it is that when I talk to um, our vet about it, we've gone to two different vets, is like they are not like supporters of it. They really don't give you any information about it. And it's so frustrating that they only look at things one-sided and they don't look at like holistic versus like traditional medical and like combine the two. So that's actually kind of my mission right now is like I'm um, I've been reaching out to somebody who has um, King Charles Cavaliers that has seizures and like just looking at different holistic ways that I can help my dog, not only with the CBD oil, but like with like raw um, feeding also. I know you don't have like dogs right now, Lisa, but like that's like another thing too, like all these pesticides and all the dog food 
is like terrible. It's like so bad for these dogs. It's literally like killing them. So like all those kind of things together. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And it reminds me of just, I mean, still doctors today, like there's doctors that are just like focused on, you know, just traditional medicine and they can't even see the side of something like CBD to help from a natural holistic way because they're just so one-sided and it's so aggravating. So just to hear that vets are like that too is, I mean, I, I believe it, but it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And like, you just have to go out and like educate yourself and, and kind of figure things out yourself. Um, but um, my next chapter, the next chapter in digital detox secrets is called the skinny on skin. And um, so here is like the first time ever I talk, I interviewed Dr. Trevor Cates and she has a line called the spa doctor. Never ever in my life have I, uh, have I been religious with skincare lines? Like I change from one to the next, nothing ever works. I never have done a four step routine. Like that's not even in my vocabulary, but with her um, product line, I saw a huge difference in my skin. It's all natural, all organic, no synthetics. And she kind of reminds me of Dr. Savage, but with skin. So she's a, she was a, she is a medical doctor. She had her own practice, her and her husband. And she just went on this mission um, really for herself to try to find all these um, to, to help herself. She would give it, would be giving her, her patients advice on, make sure it's organic, make sure it has this product, make sure it doesn't have this ingredient in it. Meanwhile, there weren't any products out there that she was telling her patients to go find. So she created this line called the the spa doctor. And so I interviewed her on this chapter. And I also, there's another line called um, um, Anne-Marie Cosmetics. That's also all natural that I have a couple tips on there. Do you have any favorite skincare products? Um, like I, I still have to try both of the skincare products that you mentioned. I haven't done it, but like I am like hooked on Kiehl's. Um, they're avocado. Yeah, you got me hooked on the the um, oils. Yeah, the oils. The are Kiehl's amazing. oils. Mm-hmm. The avocado eye cream. I swear to God, is like my go-to for like everything. Like every single day, I apply it. I love it. Like I don't know. I I'm just absolutely like love it. Like I I think I can't try anything else because I'm like so into it. <laughs> Um, so anyway, also, um, Ohiogenics, they're going to be, um, coming out with a skincare line soon, rumor has it. So be on the lookout for that. Um, the the next chapter talks about the state of health, thanks to digital. And we kind of talked about that. Dr. Savage goes into, um, you know, a lot of like the issues are with, um, sugar and, and, um, your thyroid and different problems that just, I mean, people just need to get ahead of and, I mean, we're just trying to all all be as healthy as possible and be as proactive as possible. But he he really kind of um, he takes a, a deep dive and then he also kind of just gives us like, here's what you need to know. And if you want to know more, you can then find a doctor like him. And luckily, Dr. Savage is located in Chicago, but pretty much any city you can find a doctor that is um, that is has the same credentials as Dr. Savage. Just don't settle for, you know, your your OBGYN or your family doctor, I would go explore doctors that are more like functional medicine doctors. Definitely. Like, I so agree with that, Lisa. Like, I just think that traditional doctors are just giving you, like, they're so quick to, like, give you prescriptions for things. And having, like, Andy be diabetic right now, too. Like, they, like, he'll go in there and, like, I can't even believe how, like, they just will write a prescription, write a prescription, write a prescription, write, increase meds, increase the meds. It drives me absolutely insane to see that happening, and I can't stand it. 
but also stay away from sugar with the whole thing that Dr. Savage, like, like I am like such a believer in that also, but I, and yesterday I ate so terrible, like so terrible. I had like Popeye's chicken biscuits, like because the whole Popeye's chicken craze, I don't know if you know, but at least if it's like insane over here. So I got the Popeye's chicken sandwich last night. It was delicious. And I was so sick last night. You were? Yeah. I was like, sick from eating star, like the Halloween yeah. candy. Yeah, no, I, and I had sugar, I had sugar cookies and like Popeye's yesterday. And like today I was like, that's it. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> Get clean. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a splurge every once in a while. Yeah. So um, if you're just tuning in, so we're just this, I'm here with my sister, Christy, and we're talking about the launch of Digital Detox Secrets on Amazon. It just hit Amazon just in the past couple of days. So it's been um, five years of the making and we're just kind of going through um, each chapter and talking just a little bit about what it's about and giving our own digital detox secrets that you can't find in the book. Um, so chapter seven talks about this next section actually is called social. Um, it's called work style, business and productivity. But the first chapter is pretty serious. It talks about um, CEOs, suicide and depression. And just in the past year, there's been um you know, Kate Spade and um, all of these, you know, people that you would never think are, are going through what they're going through and, you know, killing themselves and mm -hmm. people are killing themselves purposely. And then also they're killing themselves because they're running themselves into the ground. But it's a serious thing. And I, I interviewed Cameron Harold, who was also a speaker at one of my events, and he really caught my attention because he read through the first like all these different characteristics. And he said to everybody in the room, all very successful hours, you know, raise your hand if you feel this. And like everything that he said, everybody was raising their hand. And then he said, okay, I just described the eight characteristics of bipolar. So it just shows that like you, you know, you can be super successful, but you can also have all of these like same insecurities. Maybe you're not bipolar, but just because you're successful doesn't mean you're not feeling imposter syndrome or you're not like overly stressed or all these things. So it's, it's a real thing that, you know, especially digital that you're just constantly looking at social media to see what everybody else is doing and how successful everybody is. And um, it can be, you know, very um, have a very negative impact. It's super sad too, especially like I work at Nordstrom. And so when um, Kate Spade like took her own life, it was like really sad and it's very eye opening at the same time. So um, like, I, I like, it's something that I think everybody, like, I know we have like suicided, suicide um, hotlines and everything, but it's something that I think for sure, like the more research and the more people are talking about it, the better, but it's such a sad thing too. So sad. So I just wanted that chapter to create awareness and, you know, give somebody, you know, maybe some comfort. And if they're having these feelings that that's it's, you know, they're not alone. And, and here's different things that you can do to offset and maybe get help. And the next chapter is called how mindful business owners cope. And this chapter I thought was super ironic because my yoga instructor that I got my certification from her name's Timmy Howard. I love her. And my one of my favorite apps called Budify. Um, I love that that app. So I had a couple of interactions with um, the with with the owner, the entrepreneur Rowan of of Budify, that made me see that like wow, like this guy is a he invented the Budify app, but he is like 
he's having problems on the inside. Like he was sharing some issues that he was having and he was all stressed out. And, you know, Timmy, even though she owned a yoga studio and was like doing yoga all day, she also was stressed out. And I was like, wow, even these people that are in this mindfulness business get stressed out. So I thought it was interesting to take a, take a look at like, what do they do to relieve stress and that even they get stressed, even though they're basically, you know, these like very spiritual, you know, like, like James, my first yoga instructor, like, I never thought he, I always thought he was just like a hundred percent perfect. And then I became friends with, um, with Kelly and not, nothing bad against James, but like found out that, you know, like he also stresses and that he also has his like little problems like everybody else. So you think, you know, here's even like these very um, Zen people also have breakdowns. Well, probably I would guess like some of that comes to being when you also you have your own business and all that responsibility is on you and you can be as spiritual as you want. Um, and even some people who aren't, but like you're the business owner. So all that weight falls on your shoulders. So I can see how that can be stressful. Again, like, you know, Andy and I have our own business and like he's like his own CEO and it's very stressful, like dealing with the day in day responsibilities, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that chapter is super interesting. The next chapter, I'm going to I just have to hold it up. I don't know if you can see it's called avoiding digital hoarding disasters. Christy, do you know Mm -hmm. any do you know anybody who's a hoarder? No, I don't know any hoarders at all. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we actually come from yeah. a family of serious hoarders. Um, actually, yeah. my background looks very hoarded, hoarding-ish. Like, yeah, does not look mine good. looks cleaner compared to yours. Yeah, I have to clean it up. But um, I just have a few things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this actually doesn't go into hoarding too no. much, um, <laughs> but it does talk about just different ways that like basically we are hoarders when it comes to digital, when it comes to your desktop, when it comes to like your inbox and how to keep your inbox um, from getting very cluttered. Like right now my inbox probably has 65,000 plus emails, which is actually pretty good. Um, but I'm constantly, constantly trying to get rid of stuff and and clean it up and just being in like the, the PR digital marketing world, you're subscribing to things and things get, you know, you can build up. So it's like trying to stay ahead of not in my non-digital world. I'm trying not to be a hoarder, but also in my digital world, it's, it's, it's hard. And like, we have photos on our phone. We have like, I don't know how many photos you have on your camera roll. I have Uh, like 55,000. Yeah. I have 15,000 on my phone that I just got in January. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes into how to organize our lives and our digital world, whether it's your inbox or whether it's even your, your hard, your computer hard drive. No, you gave some like good tips on there too. I needed to like go back and like read that again, because like for my email, like I, my email is just like a mess. So those were like good ideas. And like, I was trying to figure out like how I could like do those because I just don't delete anything. I just literally read everything and then that's it. I hardly delete. So the one app I'm using now is called Sane Inbox, but um, I interviewed Charlene Lee yesterday. She's going to be on the next episode and you have to tune in. I can't remember what, what the app was called, but she's on the board of this tech company. And she said that that helps her keep her inbox organized and keep, keeps her sanity when it comes to, to emails. Um, the next chapter is chapter 10. It's called empowering business events. 
So I go to so many conferences and it's exhausting and the traveling different time zones and getting to the conference. You want to try to, at least this is what I used to do, but I'm trying not to do it anymore is like be at every event and see as many people as possible. And it just ends up being like, you leave the conference and it's just like one big, like your mind is just mush. Like you can't even think of who you met or who to follow up with. So I'm liking the trend of what's happening where business events are becoming more intimate. They're becoming less of like lots of things to do and giving people a variety of meaningful things to do in smaller groups at the events. So my baby bathwater mastermind um, group is, is like a, great example. And it just, it it allows you to really just get to know somebody and have uh, like a a personal conversation and experience that is much more meaningful than going to a conference and seeing, shaking hands with, you know, one person after another, trading business cards with one person after another. So I'm all for less events and more of the uh, personalized ones. Well, I don't really go to any conferences anymore, but I'm going to have to agree with you that less is more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I decided to write a chapter. So chapter 11 is called Write Your Way to Power Through Procrastination. So procrastination is like a big deal with anybody, especially if you have yeah. to write something. So it's not just for business. It could be like that essay, like, or the procrastination and studying for a test, procrastination and get getting ready, procrastination and anything. So I really liked writing this chapter just even for my own like re- reminders of like how to stop procrastination and um, even, even doing this event. Like I've been trying to do it, like I've been kind of procrastinating it and now I'm leaving for my trip tomorrow. I'm like, I'm not going on my trip without doing this interview and launching yeah. season two of mm-hmm. digital detox secrets with you being on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we both were kind of like, procrastinating a little bit right and then now you're leaving tomorrow so you're like forced to do it right (laughs) right um so now we're up we're all the way up to section three so section three is called social style about social media selfies and more and this is the chapter a couple of these chapters i wrote a few years ago and i'm sure you remember the one that i wrote about um a parent's guide to teens social media and smartphone addiction because i basically wrote it on my experience with my daughter going through um, you know, as going from preteen to teen and it's, it's hard. Like life is yeah. hard for teenagers right now. Oh, Andy just got home. Oh, good. Good. Do you want him to come and say hello? Yeah. Yeah. Tell him to come say hi. Okay. Andy, just say, just, I don't think you, I've been here, but he can say hi. You're hi. on the podcast right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, he just got back from his colonoscopy appointment. Oh, okay. good. Good. We'll have to do yeah. an interview about that. His digital detox yeah, was the colonoscopy. Yeah, he hopefully just made an appointment to have it. So those are yep. actually very important, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so you're kind of going through it. You have a teenage daughter. Yeah, Kennedy's, um, you know, a little bit, you know, out of the woods, but you're never out of the woods. But it was, it was, it's really hard having a teenage son or daughter. You know. They're, they've grown up on digital. They don't know when to put mm-hmm. the phone, phone down or why to put the phone down. And it's just like ridiculous. Well, I think that it, like for sure, like everything you wrote in there was like very helpful too. And like, yeah, everything you went, you, that you wrote about Kennedy, I remember going through all of those things with you with her. And now I've got Ava who is 14 and like her, like it was, again, this is why I wrote another note of like, 
get it under control with her because she's not so much into Snapchat, but she has her other like addictions that she's onto with her phone where she just can't put her phone down and it's driving me crazy. So it's like definitely something that I know that like she could be spending her time so much better than what she's doing it with right now. So like everything that you put in there is like all good reminders of like different things that we can, that we can do. Cause so many times there's nothing we can do, You're, you know, and this is one of the things where we can actually put something into place and make some changes. Yeah. I just actually posted um, in one of my groups, actually the, my baby bathwater group about the book launching and somebody put in the comments how they decided to give up their, their iPhone after 10 years. And now they have a flip phone and oh. he said, life has never been better. Yeah, I, I mean, believe it. Yeah, and it's just, you know, you have to, it's an addiction. It really is. You have to fill the time with something else because you're so used to being or doing what you've been doing on your phone that it's yeah. like anything else, you know? Um, and actually, ironically, the next chapter is chapter 13, and it's why, you're, why your teen won't get into college. And, I mean, mm -hmm. it's just this is another area that we're going through together with our kids off to college next year, applying to college. Yeah. And, you know, you have to really be mindful of what's happening um, on social media and what you're doing or not doing and what the colleges can see. And you want to, you know, be your best self. But at the same time, here are these, you know, our kids that they don't, you know, they're not their brains aren't fully developed and they're you know, not necessarily making the best choices all the time. It's so funny. I think that like probably like your influence that you had on Carter's post would probably be the ones that like jumped to my mind like immediately. Like I can still remember you like texting me, Chrissy, what did Carter just post right now? Tell him to take that down. That's like so inappropriate. That's not okay. And like, I think it probably instilled in his brain and trickled into Aiden's brain because between the two of them, they hardly post anything ever. <laughs> that's and good I mean they don't know like, you know they're just yeah, not even no, thinking yeah. they're in their own little world their own little bubble and they're not thinking oh you know somebody is this is going to impact me getting into college or not getting into college mm -hmm. and it's but like it now, can. oh yeah and I mean I tell the story about how um you know these, these you could be in a private setting a private Facebook group but you know doing dms on snapchat that they don't you think nobody else can see but a screenshot can happen at any moment and you know that's it you're you're nothing is private like i tell my yeah. clients and for pr i do not send an email do not send a text message that you would not want printed in people magazine or you know basically shared across you know instagram and going viral because that's what's going to happen like if you put yeah. any type of you know private like something that's very personal or something that maybe you're going to want to take back that, you know, you say things you don't mean it's, there's no reversing it. Yeah. Um, and then the chapter 14 I really love is called Alt adulting the Steve jobs way. So this is kind of ironic that Steve jobs was, and some people really hate Steve jobs. So sorry if you hate Steve jobs, but I, you know, think that he's brilliant and he's definitely like a pioneer and we wouldn't have all this technology that we're using right now that is hurting us and helping us if it wasn't for him. But I just think it's ironic that he was also very Zen and went to India and, you know, practiced yoga. And would he ever realize that what the iPhone has actually turned into good and mm -hmm. bad? Um, so that chapter kind of goes into, you know, what would Steve Jobs say right now and what would he be doing um, so yeah, and, and just some, some things, maybe some advice that you would be giving. 
I remember when the iPhone was actually launched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this next chapter is called Space to Grieve. So I was just thinking about this, Christy. So we, our grandmother had, I think, eight brothers and sisters, and she was the youngest. Uh, right? Uh, Christy, you there? Hold on. You're, um, we just paused. Okay, now you're back. Okay. Um, you, like, froze, and now you're back. Yeah, so our grandmother had, I think, eight brothers and sisters. Yes, yep. And she was the youngest. So we went to probably. She, was, be- she wasn't the youngest. She was the oldest. Oh, Wait. Okay. Hold on. Let me think about that. Um, the youngest was uh, is Auntie Sue. Grandma was the oldest. Okay. Well, for some reason, they died before she did. Because we, yeah. we went to a funeral at, at least once a year. All the boys did. All, all, of the, all of the brothers died way before her because of probably stress. And heart attack. They all had stress and heart attacks, I think. Yeah. And I think some had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we we went to, we got like professional at going to funerals. Like by the time we were 10, we went to a bunch of funerals and we just knew like the whole protocol. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fast forward to our early 20s, we had some pretty serious tragedies that I talk about Mm -hmm. in the book. And we went to way too many funerals within like a one year period, which was kind of mm-hmm. crazy. And we were on all different ends of it. Like you were on the end of it where you're watching me going through something. And, you know, I'm on the end of it watching, you know, I'm not the one directly impacted, but I'm helping other people. So you kind of like get to see like what you should and shouldn't do and what people really kind of like want or expect um, Mm -hmm. that they don't really say. So this chapter kind of goes into like, you know, the do's and don'ts of like grieving, whether you're the one grieving or you're, you're, you find out that somebody passed away and you're helping them. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I definitely have like learned and I've tried to also tell my kids along the way too, is that like, like sometimes we've come across situations where like people have passed away or maybe they're not close to them anymore or they didn't personally know them. But like, I always will tell them like, like no matter what, you just want to show your support um, and always be there because um, that you're just showing your support and love for that person. And it's okay that you don't have anything to say, but sometimes like with my kids, they've said those things to me, like we barely know them or I don't remember and that's okay, but you're being there for the person on the other end. Yeah. And it's almost like, the littlest thing makes such a difference to people when they lose somebody that, you know, I, this is like very common. Well, I don't know what to say, or I don't want to bother Mm -hmm. them. You know, those are like very common reasons why you don't reach out to somebody when something tragic has happened. And it's actually the opposite. Like people might not say, Oh, please come over, but they really want to get that card or that note or that phone call or something. And um, I was talking to one of my business friends that um, his dad recently took his life and we were having this, you know, like I didn't realize it before the call. And then he told me and I was just like, you know, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I, I told him in in an email, I said, I'm going to dedicate my yoga practice to your dad. And I mean, it's just like, what can, you know, like that meant so much. And I really meant that. And I really did it, but it's like, Mm -hmm. even that little tiny thing can go a long way Mm -hmm. for at least like, I felt like I was able to somehow, show him more than just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know? Yeah. And the universe, you know, will come back and and help with that. 
Okay, that was a heavy chapter. Yeah. Um, next was um. I know my mind is like racing right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, so this next chapter is si- chapter I'm just sixteen. About Uncle Carl, right now, like the I know feelings of Uncle Carl. I know. And, and mom just left now, so hopefully she'll go see Phil and she'll be happy. She'll see you. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I dedicated a lot of yoga practices to, to our uncle, mm-hmm. to Uncle Carl, for sure. Because it just, you know, puts that positive energy out there, for sure. Um, so this next chapter, chapter 16, is called the six-second mind fix test. So my friend Erin, she's in baby bathwater. This is her her company it's called the mind fix and it i love it because what she does is she basically you know has these consulting sessions where she helps you quickly realize what is stopping you like she's not a she's not a therapist she's not a psychologist but she um has this program where she helps you figure out what is stopping you from getting xyz so in this chapter it's a test that will you can take on your own and you can figure out like maybe take yourself to the next level and is, is this something that you need to think about and can you figure this out on your own? Uh, this is a good test because uh, like at first I was like, oh, okay. And then like once I realized it, I was like, oh, that's like spot on. So true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm always like, I'm not going to like say what I, what it is, but I'm just like, it was actually like right on and like that is actually, um, one of the things that like it was six seconds and like that's all it took, but it actually like was very eye opening at the same time. Like it made you stop and think about a lot. Yeah. So uh, if you are interested in more, you can uh, read the chapter, but you can also, um, here, you can, my dog barking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but also uh, you can look at her, look her up on her, her uh, Facebook page or mindfix.com is her website. We're almost to the end. So the last chapter, two chapters are Lisa's favorite digital detox secret apps and then um, my favorite digital detox secrets in general. So these two chapters go over all the apps I love, not all of them, but the ones that I decided to share in the book because there's always my secret ones that I'm only going to talk about on these episodes. Chrissy, do you have a favorite app that you want to share? Um I don't have a favorite app that I want to share, but I have a favorite app that I want to learn about, and that's Budify. Like, I definitely have a – I wrote that down, and I really need to, like, do that and, like, meditation. Like, those are on my list of things that, like, I feel could be, like, really beneficial to me and, like, starting my day and ending my day and just kind of, like, um, like helping me. Yeah. So I don't I mean, really have any apps. So Don and I, we – Wait, my, fa- my favorite app is hotlook.com. <laughs> that's that's, that's shopping shopping therapy yeah. shopping meditation yeah. uh, therapy like that's my problem i need to like adjust, i need to like move into like uh foodify <laughs> <laughs> um so this is going to sound really corny but um so don and i we meditate together in the morning at the end of the day and we just we're kind of like lazy meditators so we'll do it we'll when we go to sleep at night we'll put on um We'll put on either Budify, but we've also discovered, and this is not in the book, so this is this is my first time sharing this. So we also like the the app called Ten Percent Happier, but there's only one uh, meditation that we listen to, and we listen to it over and over every single night before we go to sleep. It's ten minutes, and it's by Jeff, is his name. So we Don and I are like, should we put Jeff on? And he guides you through this. Like we barely ever make it through the ten minutes, but he basically like puts you to sleep. 
Um, and we hold hands when we're going to sleep, listening to the meditation. And then sometimes in the morning, like we'll wake up and like the Buddhify ones have morning and night. And we've been listening to those for like two years, but they're awesome because they just set, like I go turn on the coffee and while my coffee is being waiting, I'm waiting for it to be made. I do the five or seven minute meditation. And, um, and it's just like a really nice way to start the day. So you're just like laying in bed and just like, it's just either you're waking up to it or you're going to sleep to it. And it's a, we we really love it. We're just actually starting okay, well, the Deepak 21 days starting today. Okay, well, I'll have to try both of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then in the last chapter is my all my favorite digital detox secrets, which one of them is wine, but not too much. And that's actually my favorite chapter because it's like kind of just a running list of all these different favorites of mine. Uh, my favorite that you listed was Botox. Yeah. <laughs> we both agree that Botox is actually, it is a digital detox secrets because you said it. I think the same thing. Like when I'm getting Botox, it's like shots of happiness in my forehead. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely something that makes me feel good about it. So that's like my favorite right there. <laughs> well, Christy, thank you so much for joining no. me on this first episode of season two and the launch of digital detox secrets and maybe you can be a guest on some of the future episodes and co-host with me i'd love to yeah i want to co-host i want to co-host yeah co-hosting is fun yeah we can co-host all right great and um i'm gonna go right now to go get my nails done and what are you gonna do um i have to go pick up ava from cheer okay all right well bye everybody have a great rest of the day bye Okay, so that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Digital Detox Secrets. If you liked what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog and subscribe to the podcast, digitaldetoxsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in this digital world. We practice yoga, meditation, and occasionally drink wine for the best creativity and results for our clients. Hope to see you online. Thank you, and I'm Lisa Buyer.